Welcome, everybody, to Mormons on Mushrooms. Uh, just a reminder that this is a storytelling podcast where we discuss alternative methods for healing from trauma and seeking a more fulfilling life. A lot of times on the podcast, we discuss triggering topics, and we ask that you make your personal mental health top priority. Uh, lastly, the opinions offered by our guests don't necessarily reflect the opinions of the hosts. Sit back, buckle up, and enjoy. We're recording. We're right, live. Recording. Recording is live. You know, Good. we just try these new technologies and stuff, and we're so we're so <laughs> bad at it. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Like every time anything changes or we get a new thing, we just sit here and like, I can't hear you. I hope you can hear me. We just yeah. <laughs> But we're good. I can see you and you look lovely. Yeah, same. Same to you. It's almost Christmas, man. It is almost Christmas. Do you got big Christmas plans? Are you going to, I mean, other than like, for me, the biggest Christmas plan is hanging out with you and some of our other peeps, you know? Oh, so, same. I mean, uh, that we're, we're a week away from that. And I can't fucking wait. Less than a week. We're, we're going down like uh, it's Thursday, right? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Less than a week. This Friday today. Yeah. It's less than a week. I, I was playing, I've been playing guitar this week and it's been like, I can't wait to play with Doug and our friends. Same. So did I tell you the story about my guitar? You told me, yeah, that you broke it. Did I tell you about getting it back? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I did tell you about that? Yeah, but I think you should share it. Well, it was just kind of a fun little Christmas thing. You know what I mean? It was one of those, so like it's, it's my, it's my nylon string guitar that I only play like, I don't ever plug it into play. It's not like, you know, but I, I like to play it around campfires. I like to play it. It's like a magical sounding guitar. Yeah. You know, but a couple of weeks ago when I was doing the, uh, whatever, like the ayahuasca or the Syrian Rue or whatever, I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about when it comes to that. But anyway, yeah. when I was doing that, I played it kind of hard and, it, and I broke it, like not just broke a string, but the brace itself was like rattling. Like it, and so, I, so I had to. I, I went, took it to a guitar, guitar shop. They helped me restring it. Kept, kept rattling. Took it to another guitar shop, and they're like, "Oh, well, we have this luthier, which is a word I learned. Didn't know that word. So, all those out there that want to know, what is somebody called who fixes guitars? They're called a luthier. I love that. It feels like you know a guy who goes from town to town, village to village." It, it just yeah. seems ancient and it probably is an ancient thing, but I'm, it has to be an ancient thing. It's like, you know, it's like the guy that would come from, go from town to town to like do cobbling, you know, like to, to yeah. fix shoes and stuff like that. He's, <laughs> he's a luthier to fix the bard's guitar. Exactly. So I was like, okay, well, yeah. If, I mean, if the luthier can do anything, please have him do it. And, and, you know, this was like a week ago. Well, they called me, um, a couple of days ago. And so, me and my wife and Tess were all hanging out and we went to pick up this guitar and Tess and, and my wife were like guessing on how much it was going to cost for this luthier to fix that, that rattle on my guitar. And my wife was like, I'll bet it's a hundred to 150 bucks. And Tess was like, I'll bet it's 200 or, or more $200. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how I, you get, y'all are probably right. So I went in there and if I felt like I was in that movie, it's a wonderful life, you know, with Jordan yeah. Bailey, when he gets the, uh, when he gets the like big trunk for his travels, like the luggage thing. Oh yeah, uh huh. The beginning. And the guy's like no charge, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I go in. I go into the. Uh, <laughs> I go into the guitar shop, and they're like, "Oh, you're the guy with the the guitar, huh? The, with had the rattling." And I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "Yeah, the luthier uh, got it fixed for you. We got it right here." And they handed it to me. I'm like, "Oh, great, cool. What do I owe you?" I love this guitar. I'm so glad it's fixed. I'll pay anything. And the guy's like, no charge. And I, I'm like, I'm like George Bailey in, in It's a Wonderful Life. I'm like, ah, you got to say that into my good ear. Sounds like you said no charge. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, that's what I said. No charge. And I was like, well, how's that possible? What are you talking about? And he goes, well, our luthier, it turns out he remembers you. You went to high school with him. <sighs> and, uh, you know, evidently like you guys were, you, you know, you, you were friendly to him and maybe he didn't have so many friends type of thing. And, 
And he's like, oh, I, Doug is always nice. And so they gave it to me for free. And I was like, so I took it out to, so I was so happy. Like I was, I couldn't, I couldn't even believe that story. So, so I took it out to um, the car where my wife and Tess were waiting and they were like, how much was it? And I told them that and they, they totally freaked out. It was like, it just made our day, like it, it set the tone for the rest of the entire yeah. day. Of just like magical, cool things happening to us. Do you know what I mean? Just like going from place to place and just feeling like, you know, we live an enchanted life. It was cool. And now that, at the point I'm of, of telling that story is that's so I can bring that guitar uh, for when we, when we hang out and play music together next week. That's been touched by the luthier with the luthier's touch. Touched by the luthier. <laughs> what a that cool story. And just kind of shows, I don't know, there's like an element of uh, you kind of give out, to, give, give to the world and see what comes back sometimes. And when it comes back, it's always beautiful. And then, I don't know. That's yeah. When it comes back, it might not come. It, I mean, it, 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 first of all, 24, 25 years is when it comes back maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Like I haven't even heard from this dude or, or known that he existed in the, in, in like in the world. Didn't know he was a luthier. Didn't know anything about him. You know, what a cool way life comes back and like, uh, gives us sweet little gifts. You know, I just kind of wish that all of our professional names now, had the sound of a luthier like i know I, it's like, a fucking cool name right yeah. don't you want to now go into being a luthier like go be a luthier apprentice and learn how to be a luthier yeah yeah or like you know i i don't want to be an accountant <laughs> Account <laughs> <doesn't sound. laughs> right like <laughs> like like an accountant is like it's such a bad name of the job right because it's like well what's he doing no he's accounting the money <laughs> like he's accounting for the money he's over there accounting there's, there has to be a better accounting. Yeah, there has to be a better name for that. They used to call it back in the day. I don't know what it could have been like the. I don't, I don't know. know. I I mean the money changer. Like I don't know. What I don't know. But whatever. <laughs> but like, um. But yeah, I've, I've been playing the guitar a lot, and I've been reflecting back on this year. Man, it's been. It's been a wild one for us, hasn't it? 2022 has been an amazing year. Like ups and downs, highs and lows, but like mostly highs. Mostly highs. Um, I'm just thinking back to, you know, a year ago, we went with the same group of people. We went, you know, um, uh, we, we went down to Mexico for a bit. And yeah, and everything that's kind of transpired, transpired since then. Soon after that, the two of us were in Northern California with people we love with Adrian and Peter and Seth, Seth and Ryan, Ryan and Shalice. Shalice. Yeah. Group of people we, we love and who are like intimately connected with this podcast, setting some like visioning for the coming year. And we couldn't have planned any of it. So out of that experience birthed what became later the road show in Mormon Palooza. Yeah. And also um, the idea for like the fairy kingdom at the solstice Yes. Festival. Yes. Um, and so all of that was, was kind of birthed in that retreat we did together. And then there's always also been a, a, a breaking away too. So we're building together, but then also, you know, you know, obviously with, with Shalice leaving the podcast this year and then with some of the things in the community, just like, I don't know, it's been one of like death and rebirth, but death, and but good times i don't know i'm trying to sum up the year it's just been a, a fucking crazy year well it's interesting how um all of that stuff has been inner sort of like interrelated do you know what i mean mm -hmm. as far as like the death and rebirth and the and the coming together and the breaking apart like you were talking about so like i think about the thing um uh obviously you know in february we we went to san francisco like you were talking about shortly it was, thereafter it was in january Oh, in January. January. Yeah. Uh, the very beginning of January. Yeah. So that's where we were like, hey, this, like, let's do a road show and let's do the Fairy Kingdom idea for the solstice. And so it's funny because like from January to when we did the road show, that first road show in the yoga studio, mm -hmm. it became more and more apparent that this thing was a thing bigger than us. It, it was it was a thing that we we, we had to like it wasn't the Mike and Doug thing. Like we had to step back away from like, um, you know, the community and, 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 and what, what that kind of like how it was all interconnected. Cause it's not, it's, it's, it was like thrive the, the community itself. It was thriving on its own. And now you look at it today, 
So right after the road show, that's when things started to kind of decouple, right? Yeah. And now you look at it today and the community has like, like leadership, like all new leadership, people that are planning things, planning everything that goes forward, like interconnecting the community and stuff like that. And yeah, just like all things, it was kind of hard, right? It was like, oh, well, we, we, we're, we're, we're sort of like, it's a scarcity mindset where we're giving something up here, you know, this, yeah. uh, this, this community contact with, and we're still in the community. We're just members of the community. Not we're not, we're not holding the community. We're not, we're not we're holding not, the community. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And so then, so that, that's, that's break number one. And then break number two, we had the solstice thing. And then shortly thereafter, well, you know, we, we kind of part ways with Shalice where she's now successfully doing her own, you know, cults of consciousness. Uh, oh, she's killing it. I just saw a, a post of hers on Instagram that she just hit 5,000 um, subscribers on YouTube. Oh man. I mean, yeah. awesome. She's, she's absolutely crushing. Right. Uh-huh. And that was, that was a really hard time. Oh, super know? painful. Like I, it feels like a, yeah, it was a, a painful, hard time um, for all, everyone yeah. involved. For all of us. Yeah, it really did. And I know that I know that as 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 hard as it was for you and me, it was also equally hard for Shalice, and and there were there were feelings hurt and all that kind of stuff. And, and I hate for that. I, I I hate for that kind of stuff. But it has to happen. You know. I mean, look how you just mentioned. She just she just got five thousand subscribers. You said like yeah on YouTube. Yeah, like that's that doesn't happen unless we go through that icky, painful, grody part that made us all feel kind of bad and made us feel. Like it was like separating, you know, it was like a yeah. whole weird thing. And I know, I know she was mad and some, I know it made other people mad, you know, type yeah. of thing. And we were hurting about it. <laughs> you know, we couldn't, we could never say like, oh, we're hurting. Cause it was just the whole thing about like, oh, Mike and Doug, they get to do what they want. Who'll say, it. but it's like, no, we were hurting as well, you know? And then towards the, now towards the end of the year, we had the other road show. And right after that road show, Mormon Palooza, basically, it was what I'm saying when I say the other road show. We had Mormon Palooza, and after Mormon Palooza, there was like a bunch of shit that went down as far as just like things that caused pain. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Things that we had to like get through and have the, that death experience and through the, go through the grieving process. And now it kind of feels like we're coming out of that one, and it kind of feels like okay, what's next? Like it's it's yeah, we're just gonna keep looping this. Going. this cycle right and maybe there's a part of like um i don't know so um in in the middle of paper writing mode man and whenever i'm in this paper writing mode you know my wife puts up with so much because it's almost like i'm it feels like and maybe i'm overly dramatic which i probably am but like it feels like a birthing process in these like papers right i go through all the emotions i go through like even last night i was going through this thing where it's like i i can't do it like i can't write these papers like i don't nothing's coming I don't know what it is. I don't know how I'm going to expand on these ideas that I've been learning. And a lot of it's, you know, I've talked about on the podcast, a lot of this quarter has been with James Hillman, who's uh, very much kind of a shifty type of writer where he writes in a way of almost like how it's psyche is with, with an image and how the image is always shifting. And once you think you've grasped it, grasped like the meaning of an image, it's, it's shifting. So it's like, yeah. you can't, you can't, yeah. so you, it, his work is hard to grasp in that way. Yeah. But, you know, emotions are a weird deal because I was feeling, I was realizing as I was chatting with my wife last night that I was feeling hopeless, like that oh, feeling of hopelessness. Right. And so I'm like, look, I've got to go write. And so I went, started writing on, uh, and, and almost just following the image, like stick, like an image came up and it was this image of, how I felt on my mission and the depression that I felt on my mission of, and the thing about depression and maybe a lot of people can relate is it's not just like this lack of energy and sadness and not wanting to, not wanting to get out of bed. It was all of that too. Like I felt sapped of energy, sapped of hope, sapped of motivation. It was a, it's a very hopeless feeling depression, but what I felt like made it even worse. It's also this gnawing, like not comfortable, like a gnawing sense of like something's eating you from the insides. And it's like something's worming its way in and it's just like eating and you're uncomfortable and you're trying to figure out anything to get rid of that gnawing feeling 
And yeah. I associate it with guilt. And so I'm like trying to confess anything. What, what can get rid of this gnawing sense that I have? And where it's just like, I'm crawling. So I don't want to get out of bed, but I'm also like, my skin's crawling. And, and, but maybe, you know, depression is decay. And maybe that's like a worm eating the decay of my body inside, you know, you know like that image. So that's the image I was sitting with last night. Gosh. And how you feeling today? I'm, I'm feeling so much better this morning. I yeah. woke up and wrote a few pages of a paper and I'm here recording with you. So. Man, it's funny how like, um, I mean, weekly on a weekly basis for the last two and a half years, you and I have talked about these things, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, we, 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 we are constantly exploring the tools, constantly exploring the modalities and methods constantly exploring the practice that we can put into place to like, I, I think that in my mind, there's this belief of like, to like eliminate that stuff, yeah. el- eliminate the the hopeless feeling, eliminate depression, eliminate anxiety, eliminate shame and guilt. Right. But that's not what we're doing. And I think that's like a, I, I think that's an important part of, you know, I, I think part of our tagline has always been like healing from toxic shame and yeah. religious something or other, <laughs> like we're, but healing is in there, right? Healing is in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and I, I, I think about that word so frequently nowadays, um, that we do say healing, not healed, not, do, do, do you know what I mean? There, yeah. is a, there, uh-huh. is a, there is a difference because I don't think that, I, I don't think that the path of healing is a static, like, I don't think it ends. Yeah. I, I think no. it's, a, I think it's a, I think it's a constant journey. You know what I mean? Well, and what is it? What is that journey? And new things come up. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Well, no. And, and things come, well, you're saying new things come up. Well, I guess that's the thing. It's like, I feel like I have this and I think it comes from like a, a, a Mormon narrative not just a Mormon narrative, but like a, a Christian narrative or maybe the monotheistic narrative that one day we will, be eternally happy, we'll be healed and we'll be happy all the time and life will be a breeze. Um, but are we really going to heal? Are we really going to get over jealousy or uh, pain, loss? Um, and do we want to? That like We're still going to go through the experience of humanity and cycle through it. And there's always going to be new things that come up and new cycles to go through and new experiences to be had. Well, and you, so you're talking about like, um, if we're going to use, um, some kind of monotheistic God, like let's use uh, Judeo Christian God, right? Yeah. Who has, we're, we're talking about emotions here. You know, a lot of times when we talk about healing, it's almost like we, when I, when I say we, I, I mean me again, but I, you know, we're looking for the tools right? The tools to help us navigate some of the tougher emotional, um, uh, waves. Right. Yeah. But I often sort of like misrepresent in my mind that the concept of healing is like, therefore having no emotions or something like that. Like, you know, this thing of like, Uh yeah, this thing of like becoming perfected in the, in the Judeo Christian sense of, you know, Christ has sort of like you know, trodden the, 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 the grapes of wrath for us, uh-huh. you know, and now that's clean that, that we, that we can become like God. It's like, well, okay. That very same God always is talking about in the old Testament, new Testament book of Mormon. He's always talking about like, he's a jealous God. He's angry. He's proud. He's proud. He's pleased. He's, he's happy. You know, he's, he's full of uh, joy and he, he can become sorrowful. So like, emotions don't end and it's it's something healing is something about it's not about getting rid of emotions mm-hmm. it's something about uh, uh leaning into yeah. uh, acknowledging navigating and embracing emotions as they come do you know what i mean and and it's all of them it's got to be all of them it has like, to be it's got to be all of the emotions because it doesn't make sense for it to only be embracing the the ones that we would consider the positive emotions like the good time the good time charlie emotions mm-hmm. you know that can't exist man you know Doug's deli you get you get everything you want all the time it, you, you're going to 
that's going to stop being the stuff that you want. Right. Uh, like, dude, can we talk about Doug's deli? <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you want to talk about Doug? I just was making it as a, like a, maybe it's a teaser for another episode. Or something. Maybe, but we'll see. But I, I it would kind of be a fun one to get into. Um, but you're right. And, and, and tying into this paper, you know, Hillman speaks of, uh, our pathologies and pathologizing as a way to soul that we need, that it's our pathologies that return us from that initiate us more into a soulful life and existence and back to an enchanted life. And I think of it in my own journey, I guess my own arc, the depression that I had on my mission eventually led me out of the Mormon church. So thank God for that depression. Thank God for that depression. Yeah. When I say thank God, I'm saying thank Mike uh, for that depression. Thank Doug for that depression. Mm -hmm. Thank uh, thank goddess, <laughs> goddess. Yeah. Thank Shiva. Thank every. Thank thank yeah. thank you, Mike, for that depression. Thank you for that depression. Yeah, because it's a a part of me, and there was a part of me that was wanting to be met um, and seen. And I, we've talked about that, and I, I think I'm going to write about this in my paper. I and mean, we've talked about that um, daydream I would have on my mission of where I would come on this bus full of like school children. Yeah. And, and rescue all the children, but then yeah. the bus would explode. The bus would explode it. and I would die. Well, I was talking about this with uh, my therapist this week and we talked about how, how she's like, it's interesting that you, the, the, you in that dream, the ego in that dream always died. Like mm. I, it was mm. never like I was just injured enough that I could come home early or, and she's like, it was also a bus full of school children. It wasn't like, uh, you weren't in a hospital, you weren't in a thing, but so you think of like a bus and like this communal way of like transporting kids almost for indoctrination purposes, right? Like you're, you're, you're taking kids from their home to school to indoctrinate them into society. And this bus crashes and I want to save all these children and get them off the bus before it explodes. But then I was thinking like, why, why does the, cause I'm all parts in this, just like in a dream and a daydream, like you're all parts of it. Like I'm the bus, I'm the school children. I'm like my companion who always survives in this, yeah. in this imagination. But that heroic consciousness has to die. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, this, this, this consciousness that we will overcome all of the, our afflictions and, emotions and depression is something that will simply go away. You know, if we just can, we can overcome depression in a way and overcome all this shit. It's like that part of me was crying out to die, to blow up in a fiery inferno. And. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's like one of the uh, original, like that's one of our foundational stories, by the way, you know, yeah. In this, on this podcast, in this storytelling podcast, like that's what you and I have been talking about lately is, is, is about how this is a storytelling podcast. We're, we're, the reason we're not good at interviews is because that's not what this is, podcast is about. It's not about the interviews. Like we love guests. We love having people on, but we want them to come in here and join us in telling stories. Do you know what I mean? And one of our foundational stories is your mission daydream of, of saving a bus full of children and dying in the process because it is such a, it is such a Jesus dream. Like it is such a perfect, like savior dream upon yeah. which we can build out the rest of what this podcast is. You know what I mean, <laughs> I love it. It's like my, it's, it's, it's like, it, it's the, basically the, the fucking passion of the mic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the passion of the mic. Fucking love it. <laughs> But then I've been sitting with that. I think we have to talk about Doug's Deli because I'm I, I'm thinking about what's been coming up this week and like yeah that sat with me. But are you are you okay sharing about it? Yeah, I'm. T- okay. I'll share it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it my best if that's okay. I haven't like fleshed it out enough because like I, I guess I'll just you know this, Mike. This is a this is a short story that I kind of um I'm just in the early stages of of putting together, but maybe I can. I can share it now and people can see what it ends up looking like in the future. I mean, in the future, it may be a short story or it may be a song. It may be just, or it just might be this, me and you talking about it right here and now. Yeah. That might be the end uh-huh. of it. But it has had an impact on me the last couple of weeks and it's had an impact on you and a couple other people we know, right? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to use you. Can I use you? 
please. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I visited Doug's deli. Yeah. I have. Yeah. So Mike, you find yourself, uh, on a dimly lit, but familiar street. And, uh, the thing that you've noticed that is uh, unfamiliar is a kind of tucked away along the side street is a well-lit sign that you never noticed before that says Doug's Deli. Mm-hmm. Order whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> so you're curious. You're like, you're always up for something new. Like, try something new. You know what I mean? So you yeah. go on into Doug's Deli and there behind the counter is a uh, kind of b- b- big old grizzled looking twinkle in his eye. Bear? <laughs> grizzly bear named Doug. <laughs> There's a guy named there's a guy named Doug. He's like, oh, welcome to Doug's Deli. Order whatever you want. And you're like, well, what's the menu? And he says, no menu. Order whatever you want. And so you kind of really think long and hard about it. And you're thinking to yourself, God, I would really love some chicken wings. Can I get chicken wings? Yeah. And Doug says, oh, what a great choice. <laughs> we have got the best fucking chicken wings on the planet. I'm so excited that you ordered chicken wings. Let me go grab those chicken wings for you. He snaps fingers back in the back. He comes back out with this plate of chicken wings. And sure enough, dude, you're eating these chicken wings. You're like, holy crap. This is, yeah. These are the chicken wings that chicken wings were invented to be. Like this is what people imagined when they imagined chicken wings. Taste Best them right now, wings. man. I'm tasting them. Can you taste them? They're yeah, delicious. So like yeah. everything you ever want them to be. So you're like, I'm about, I'm about to become a regular at this place. And sure enough, next time you're in there, you're like, look um, – I am feeling like a berry, walnut, sort of vinaigrette salad, fresh greens. Yeah. I mean, Doug's Deli. Doug says, snaps his fingers. You, you can't believe uh, everything's brand f- f- spanking new, freshly picked. It's going to be the best goddamn salad you ever had in your life. I'll be right back. Comes back with your salad. And sure enough, you feel like you're eating Mother Nature's pussy. Like you are like, it is <laughs> like the best thing that you've ever had in your whole life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you are loving this. Salad. Which is a good test because I go into Doug's Deli. I might expect them to have good wings, right? But like. Sure. Yeah, you got to test it out. Yeah. You got to test it out a little bit, right? Uh-huh. Order anything you want. You got to test it out a little bit. So this just keeps going. You know, the next time you go in there and you're like, I want a big old juicy bacon cheeseburger. And it's like, oh, you can't even believe how. <laughs> delicious our cheeseburgers are doug snaps his fingers comes back out and this cheeseburger it's like holy shit like the ancient egyptians like worshipped this cheeseburger it's so good do you know what i mean like they built statues of this cheeseburger you're eating it you can't believe like the way it tastes it's like did it have blue lotus in the cheeseburger probably it has whatever you want it to have in it well if it's ancient egyptian thing it probably has some blue blue lotus in right it's got whatever it's got everything i think marinda would would tell us that You're starting to become a regular at Doug's Deli, and you're kind of starting to get a little silly with it. Like you're starting to get a little bit like, all right, let me see really what you know. Just kind of play play on words and kind of joke around with Doug. You walk into Doug's Deli. Doug says, "Welcome to Doug's Deli. Order whatever you want." You're like, "Well, what I really want is I got forty five hundred dollars worth of credit card debt that I just it's killing me. Like I'd love for that to disappear. Is what I really want." And Doug's like, little twinkle in his eye, little wink, like <laughs> snaps his fingers. Oh man, we are the best at making sure that your debt is paid off in full. Snaps those fingers and you check your uh, bank account. And you're like, holy shit. He means it. Order whatever you want. I got zero debt all of a sudden. What in the hell? This place, there's something, there's something magic going on here. I thought it was just food, but he is really meaning it when he says, order whatever you want. So then you, next time you go in there. You try a little bit more. You try a little bit more. You're kind of trying all these things that you want. I want to go on a jet boat. Oh, I want to go bungee jumping. I want to go skydive. You order whatever you want. You're getting whatever you want. So then you walk in and you're like, Mike, just try it, man. Let's, let's, let's talk to Doug about the real what we want. So you walk in there. Welcome to Doug's Deli. Order whatever you want. You're like, I want to be the most famous rock star on the planet. Yeah. I, want to, I want to have written songs that have changed people's lives. I want to p- perform in front of thousands of people who are crying as they sing my song back to me uh, on stage. I want to have millions of dollars and travel the world and be adored by millions and have men and women and everything in between that just are so sexually like attack- attracted to me and love me and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's a good, that's all that, that good feelings, right? Yeah. Well, 
That Doug, that 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 half man, half grizzly bear, got a twinkle in his eye. He snaps some fingers and he's like, "Got it." And suddenly, you find yourself, you know, backstage getting ready to go out onto you know Madison Square Garden, and your song. Sure enough, you've got the most beautiful songs, and everybody connects with them, and people are singing those songs to you. And then backstage, it's it's groupie heaven. People are trying to do all sorts of sex acts to you that you never even heard of before. And, <laughs> And then suddenly you're kind of, you're whisked away to the next venue and you're whisked away to the next venue and you got signings for your, your new album that came out and you got press junkets and you got all these things going on. You got to be on the, you know, the Jimmy Kimmel show. You got to do all this stuff. But your business manager starts to kind of like try to screw you out of things. You can't really make real connections with people because everyone wants something from you. And suddenly you start to feel isolated and alone. Uh, you miss your wife and kids that you had, that you build a home with, that you have a family. You got all these groupies, men and women groupies that just want, want, want. They want to consume from you. They want to take from your energy. You've got people shoving pills down your throat. Suddenly you're kind of addicted to opiates. You got a little heroin going on. Uh, you're mixing that with your weed and LSD. Like you're just a mess. You know what so I mean? You're opioids walking. in the mouth, ketamine up the ass. That's a good. You got it all. Yeah. It's, it's all available to you. You are having everything. No, no one ever says no to you. Everything is within grasp and you feel alone and you feel uh, destitute and empty. All these millions of fans, all these beautiful songs that you've written, all these places you get to go, you just feel empty inside. The tour ends up taking you to a familiar place and you kind of, as you start to realize where you are, you realize what you want and you go back to Doug's Deli. You walk in there, fans following you, paparazzi following you into Doug's Deli. Yeah, you can barely make it out of the car. And make it out. Yeah, you can barely make it out of the limo. Huh. And you get up there in Doug's Deli. Hey, welcome to Doug's Deli or whatever you want. All I want is my life back, right? All I want is my life that I had before, uh, just the way it was. Even. With, yeah, some, I'm glad you, with some chicken wings, maybe. <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Welcome to Doug's Deli. We are good at putting your life back together. Snaps his fingers. And now your life is exactly what it was before you found out about Doug's Deli, before you found out that you get whatever you want. Because what you really found out was that you were really getting whatever you wanted. Hmm. You were getting and living the life that you wanted. And so then when you look up and you see that twinkle in his eye again, and you really know what you want, the last words of this story are that you look at him and you say, I'd love an order of chicken wings. Oh, shoot. I, I, jumped, I jumped that a little bit, but yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's Damn, totally fun. I love that. <laughs> that's the that's the story of Doug's Deli, and that's kind of how I'm trying to look at my life lately. You know, not that I'm Doug. I'm not Doug in that story. I'm I'm Mike in that in the in that story where I'm trying to trying to find what I want, what I want, what I want. You know. Well, that's a good thing about any story. We can see ourselves in different parts and different that's times. Right. We're all the, um, we're all the parts. We're all the parts, and um, and you, you know, you shared this with me earlier this week. And a couple nights, like I went down, you know, I was pondering my pondering. I was pondering, reflecting on my papers. <laughs> ponder and pray. I hate the word pondering, I guess. So do I. It's because been, of that hymn. It's been tainted. But um, I was pondering on my papers and uh, getting high and playing songs and looking forward to the time when we were playing music together here in a week. And I went down that rabbit hole of what do you want? You know, and so I, I tried that. I went to that fame place or I went to different spots, different journeys. And, but I'm like, but what is it that I love? And that thing about storytelling came up. Like I love telling stories, whether it's through songs or writing. I mean, writing's a pain in the ass, but I still kind of love it. Um, love it. Yeah. Uh, recording on this podcast. I love it. Just sitting around a campfire and, and, and telling stories with people. Um, and then it's like, well, that am I a storyteller at my core? Is that like what I gets me up and ignites me? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, are all, all humans storytellers? Is there anything or or are some humans what was it, luthiers? Luthier? Luthiers. Yeah, yeah. are some luthiers and not storytellers? And are, are but are are some people storytellers? Or or are we all partially storytellers? I don't know. So I went down that, but it was like if I am have a life where I am telling stories or creating a stage for other people to tell their stories. 
that's all I want. I don't care what comes. I don't care what comes after that. And in fact, yeah. the reason why I was thinking about make, well, maybe fame would be cool or, um, is because I was trying to envision a life where that I could support me and my family through a storytelling lifestyle. And yeah. instead of being an accountant, uh, a storyteller and support my family. And the only way I can envision doing that is if this podcast blew up or, you know, we wrote the, the, the music we, we write. Uh, and if that, if something exploded there or something, or I wrote a book and that book got published or. Right. Everything has to like explode and, and become a thing. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't have to because it doesn't. what it I want at my core is not that it's just, I want to be able to tell stories, have a stage for other people to tell stories. Yeah. That's what excites me. Gosh, man. And, 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 and doesn't it kind of have a grounding sense? Like, like it doesn't have like a, a comforting feeling of like, oh, I think that if I had to go through the billions and billions of like versions of reality for me, like the different, you know, metaverses and all that kind of stuff to coin a, or to use a, a phrase that people love nowadays, metaverse it, or multiverse. Yeah. Isn't it cool and comforting to know that like, I think that all I maybe that's all possible, but I'm right now just being and doing the thing I want to be and do most, which is being a storyteller with Mike and, and fumbling along and having, you know, some fun little successes and having some harsh little like failures and having meeting some cool people along the way and having kind of adventures and, and, and not knowing what's coming next and not knowing kind of like looking back on the year and being like, holy shit, can you, Matt, can you believe all the stuff we did in 2022? Like, that's what I, that's yeah. my, that's my order at Doug's Deli when I want to order whatever I want is what I'm doing right now. And yeah. it's taken me a long time to remember that because a lot of times I forget and I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough. And, oh, I don't think I'm like, I, 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 I'm, 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 I get down on myself, you know, or I get mad. I, I love it. Well, I and love that. it brings to mind, I'm wondering if there's also a part, you know, we talk about, we talked about in the, like the manifesting episode that we did. Um, it even came up in, in their episode with uh, Carolyn Elliott on about existential kink. Yes. Yeah. Quite possibly this reality is a deeper part of us is always ordering at the deli and we, right. and we're constantly getting mad and turning up our nose at what's coming. Yeah. And we're like, no, we want something else. But that part that's always ordering at the deli is like, no, you don't. You might think you do, but like, I've got this. I'm going to keep ordering. And, uh, or like, hey, let's order together. But like, order what, really order what you want. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, be careful, be careful what you wish for too. Be careful what you want. Like you might just get, you might just might get it. I mean, it's that, it's basically that old, that old chestnut, right? Mm -hmm. Careful what you wish for. You just might get it. It's just like, what, like what, how do we even define what we really want? What do we really want? Yeah. Well, I think there are times when like, you know, I, I picture like my, uh, unconscious, my, my, my anima there, like always ordering at the deli. Right. And, and yeah. then I get up and then she's like, all right, I'll, I'll let you order this time. Go for it. And then, okay. And then I order and then she's like, all right. And then give it, a, give it some time and you'll see that we really didn't want that, you know, but like <laughs> so true. you've been bitching so much lately. I just <laughs> it's so true, man. Yeah. I kind of love that. I like thinking about like, it's a, it, I know it's just like a silly story. We're calling it Doug's Deli, but it is a good exercise. It has been a really good exercise for me in you know, moments of maybe some turmoil or emotional kind of duress, uh, or even just doing like my, uh, morning meditation, going down that kind of fun thing of like, okay, what would I order? What would I order if someone said you can have whatever you want? Mm -hmm. Because that rabbit hole is fun to go down because you start, you suddenly start kind of whittling it down to like real actual, like, how do I have my needs met like what do i what do, not what do i want what do i need i need to feel loved you know yeah i i need to i need to feel heard i want to feel seen yeah that's mm -hmm. what it comes down to gets more to the core of shit um yeah. and it's a good story to carry into the new year when you think about what 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 i want to create for this next year the new year's resolutions or manifestations yeah. or just to 
not, I don't know. I think in the past there's been an anxious energy. I mean, even the energy we had when um, we talked about like that retreat we did earlier this year. Mm. I feel like my energy going into that retreat was how do we grow this platform? How do we grow the community? How do we set the stage for more people to come and for it to get bigger? And, and, and now I just feel like I have a different energy than that. It's like, Same, dude. it's, it, it started to do that. And we quickly found out we don't want this. Like the last thing we did wanted when we started the podcast was to hold space for a large community of people like that, that, that takes us away from that storytelling thing we were talking about. It does. If, if now all of a sudden you're community leaders and, or like in the story of Doug's deli, if you're going on tour and all these rock sh- shows or whatever, um, it, it can take away from that core essence of storytelling or yeah. what, whatever that core essence is. And so you can get lost in these other shiny lights, these other things that might pop up on, on the way. And I don't know, there was just some more of an anxious, hurried aspect to my emotional state going into that retreat and what I wanted to bring in 22. And I think 20 or 2022. And, um, I think that was kind of reflected back. And there were moments where it's like, okay, you want this, this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. You sure you want it? And That's so dead on. I had to do a pivot and be like, you know what? No, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a heavy lesson to learn too sometimes, huh? Yeah. But, um, gosh. Hmm. So yeah, I guess that's where I'm at right now with, uh, but I, I love it. And yeah. So I, so it feels to me like we've kind of, we, we, we've kind of been, uh, vibing on this thing lately, mm-hmm. which is like what to expect for, like for 2023, what I want to do is I want to still, I, I want to tell stories mm-hmm. and I want to hear other people's stories. And I don't want to do the thing where we have a hard time coming up with like, okay, we got to have real good interview questions for these guests. Like, no, I want it to be a real organic conversation of swapping stories. Like, you know, people who can spin a yarn and tell us their story. And I don't mind if it's, I don't, I don't really care if the story is uh, embellished or a little bit true and a little bit made up and a little bit fiction, and a little bit not. I, I, I just want to hear, I just want to hear stories because stories are the thing that make, um, they make mythology. They make our, our, our beliefs. They make our morals. They make what we, who we, how, what we consider ourselves to be. They make our identity. Like, that's what I want. I want stories. Hmm. Well, it's interesting. And I, I, I when, I sent you this text yesterday about this quote that I was reading and it's a quote of Hillman. And he says, let us reimagine psychodynamics. So we think of like all the psychology we're talking about of like complexes and Mm -hmm. uh, how to work through our childhood trauma and heal. Even the story of healing that we talk about, like healing from toxic religious shame. Well, that, that in, in itself is a story. Yep. And so let us reimagine psychodynamics as mythical tales rather than as physical processes, as the rise and fall of dramatic themes, as genealogies, as voyages and contests and respites, respites, Respites. as interventions of gods. Fucking A, dude. And I think there's something in that that just really speaks to me in that we're not like this whole story of just healing and one day I'll feel all better. And the, and, but then, and then it's like, well, then what? Yeah. You're, you're then still, what? you're, you're going to want to go in. You're going to want to experience then what? Yeah. Then yes. what you're going to want to experience heartbreak and, uh, love gained and love lost and all these stories and these mythic tells that humanity has, uh, spun throughout ages. We get to experience that in human form in different ways. Yeah. And when we're able to fully like recognize our place in this, these mythic tales, to me, that's what healing is. It enables that when you, when you heal, you are able to get some of that separation to see yourself in that story and then 
be in it and, and, and live through it. And we've talked about this on a lot of episodes of the podcast, but it's just really speaking to me now and where we want the podcast to go. So this, this feels like, like an inflection point a little bit with the podcast. We've been doing this for two and a half years. Yeah. And I fucking love it. Um, Same. But, you know, I, we're going to take a, a few week break here probably just to kind of reset, maybe just one week. We'll see how long the break is, but um, <laughs> maybe not even, I, who knows how that ends up happening. We, we have big plans. We like, well, let's take a, let's take a break. Let's take a pause, but then it might be like, Hey Zach, I'm going to hop on and record with you. So we'll see how it goes. Same, I know. Yeah. But I just think I like you're talking about the direction of, you know, the podcast from here centered around this notion of storytelling. And yeah. I couldn't be more excited. And suddenly any of the, like angst I felt about the podcast or like the burden of it, or like, I can't, you know, recording week to week. And I mean, we've pumped out a lot of episodes in two and a half years. And there's a, a, there was a fatigue that was starting, you know, um, where I'm like, I need a break. Um, but when I think of it in this mode of like getting on and telling stories with people, I don't feel like I need a break, you know? Same. It energizes me. Yeah. It's a, it's an energy. Yeah. It was interesting. So I had this other uh, like a uh, real time thought. Oh, I call them real time thoughts are really my high thoughts, but like, uh, you know, you're like, Hey, I always say it to my wife, like, Hey babe, I just had a real time thought. <laughs> like, like instead of like a, a previously, re- a previously recorded thought, like, yeah, like well, from yeah. an earlier broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, a, if it's previously come you've had time to reflect on it and polish it off right, and like right but when right. it's coming real time you know baby it's just coming it's just coming it's in just hot. out like who knows what's gonna come out yeah basically this is coming in hot so this isn't a real-time thought in the moment but when i was having it it was definitely a real time <laughs> so this was a previously recorded thought yeah. <laughs> it was like if we really are in this place like a doug's deli where we're you know where the world offers itself to our imagination to spin any mm. story we want to spin. Yeah. I'm like, man, modern reality is a weird deal where we just like, uh, we trap ourselves in cubicles away from the world. We live these kind of like what feels like almost mundane lives when you compared to like, you think of like Lord of the Rings or star Wars or like, you know, yeah. the mythic tells of like the Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, had this thought was like, what if, we are currently in like a story factory of consciousness where consciousness has created the conditions right now for us to kind of be bored of like our mundane quote unquote existence to create all these stories and think of like all the epic stories and TV shows and movies and books and literature that's all being written right now, or it's been written through the span of humanity. I'm like, what if we're just in, in a story factory? But then, so then when, when we're done with this existence, we're like, we'll be somewhere else. We're like, man, you remember that story, Lord of the Rings? Oh yeah, of course I remember that story. Wow. What if we go in and what if we enact that story, you know? Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love that. I, I don't know the answer to that. I but. am loving this thought, Mike. I'm loving it. <laughs> but there's some pretty cool stories and I'm even thinking, you know, like the TV shows I watched this year and the movies and. We tell good stories, don't we? As humans. Yeah. There is, and stories are limitless, dude. Yeah. So it's like, there's no limit. It's not like we're going to reach, there's not going to become a time in human, like in, 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 in the human experience where we're going to be like, okay, we're out of stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know some people like, get, like to get all pessimistic and say, oh, all they keep doing is, uh, you know, re revamping or, you know, these new old TV shows or old movies, they just keep on like, uh, you know, putting a fresh set of paint on them and then uh, trotting them out again, you know, but here's the thing, not, not really. Like there are so many new original cool stories out there, whether it be, you know, in, in periodicals, in books, in TV shows, in uh, little, you know, animated shorts on YouTube, on TikTok, like storytelling is, is vast and, and eternal and infinite. And we, that the, the, the Willy Wonka's chocolate factory of stories that you're talking about, like yeah. we live in it. Like we are, we're the Oompa Loompas of it, dude. Like we, get to, we, get to, yeah. we get to sing and dance and tell stories. It's, I love it. Like you said, there's never gonna be a time when it's like, Hey, tell us another story. And humanity is like, Oh, sorry. 
I'm Wells dry. I'm fre- I'm, <laughs> I'm fresh out. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, storytelling well is dried up. Ain't got no more stories. You heard you heard them all. And yeah, I, I get we sometimes get tired of recycling some of them, but isn't that more of the corporate world trying to recycle some of them to try to to get a buck? But like, oh, totally. It's just like a it's just like a a cash grab. But that's not what storytelling is about all the time. It's not about a cash grab. It's about like <laughs> it's about connecting and uh, entertaining and like and like intertwining, you know? Mm. Yeah. And then breaking apart and all, all of it. Right? And then breaking it apart and moving on to the next story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Every story has to have a, the end so you can start once upon a time again. And the ending sometimes most often overrated. Right. I mean, like there's been some satisfying endings, but a lot of times you're like, Oh, uh, you know, it's like it's building to some climax. And sometimes it's like, like Game of Thrones, perfect example, man. Perfect like, example. We all love we love beginnings. We hate endings. Yeah, and you love the middle part where it's like, well, how are they gonna, you know, how are they wrapping all this up? And it turns out, oh yeah, they don't know how. Or it's like the TV show Lost. They didn't know either. <laughs> yeah. Remember Lost? Did you oh, watch Lost? Yeah. yeah. No, I. So I watched the first season, and then, yeah. um, like we we got two two or three episodes into the second season, and we were like, yeah, no. You jumped off at a good time because, like, I sticked through the whole thing, and it was like, "Wait a minute, what? What did we stick around for?" <laughs> <laughs> I heard it got really weird. Yeah, it got really weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's. Uh, I mean, I know we were making this episode the shorter one, so we can kind of. Oh yeah, we let's let's wrap it up and just say Merry Solstice and Happy Christmas and Happy Happy New Year. And, Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, you know all the things. <laughs> I think that's the thing now. Happy, happy new year to you and yours. <laughs> happy new year to you and yours. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a bow to put this one on, but you know, I think sometimes there doesn't have to be a bow that wraps things up all nice and shiny. That's just it. Let's it's, it, just go ahead and turn this off and continue the story. Um, continue your own story and do what you want. And uh, there doesn't always have to be, uh, happily ever after the end, it can just kind of end. <laughs> Is that where we end it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we do. We're good. Okay. Yeah.